0: I will not be intimidated by lies and labels. I will not be less than who I was created to be. I may struggle, and I may fall. but I will get back up and I will keep moving on. I will not run in fear. You see, I learned to run in fear at an early age. But today, I will run no longer. Today, I will face the battle. Today, I will win. Today, I will stare down comparisons and apathy, lies and fear. They do not define me. Today, I am an overcomer.
1: better get ready today because we're going to overcome some more stuff bump somebody gently tell them get ready how about the old cb days anybody ever had a talk on a cb get the peanut butter out of your ears today and hear what the spirit of god has to say he wants to show you some things and i'm not going to offend you i hope i don't offend you because anything i tell you that you should do or change i had to change it and you know change is hard nobody likes change but God's called us to change, to be conformed to him and his likeness. So we're talking about fear again. Number two, does anybody remember last Sunday's sermon about fear? Well, Pastor, I, I don't remember what you said. I walked out and just went and ate and forgot all about it. Remember what you fear the most is what you love the most. Well, also what you fear the most is what you trust God in the least. So we we got to go after those areas where where we're afraid. So uh, we're going to start off with our uh, foundation scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Give you a chance to get there. But it says, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Oh, yeah. Now that, that, that should be one of your favorite verses. You need to be walking through the house. Thanks be to God who gives me the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Especially when depression comes on you, thanks be to God who gives me the victory. Say I have the victory victory. through Jesus Christ, Christ. not by my might, not by my power, but by God's power. I have the victory. Okay, so guess what? This is really referring to though. You got the victory in everything, but you know what? This chapter is about death. Your biggest fear. I hope it's not after the end of the day. But we don't have to be afraid of death. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory over death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we didn't pick, me and Cody was talking about, you know, I should have told you what I was preaching. So, you know, there's some several good songs that could have, they did, the Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. He's all in this, in the music about what, and setting me up about what I'm going to be preaching about. But you think about uh, the phobias that are in the world. You know, claustrophobic, you know, tight places. You're not afraid of tight places. You're afraid of smothering and dying. Let's just get real. You're afraid of heights? No, you're not. You're afraid of falling and dying. Huh? And I give you a trick. If you're ever on an airplane and it starts to crash, an old electrician told me this. said, throw an extension cord out. It'll hang on something and save everybody. Because he's always dragging an extension cord around. Whatever you, you know, I, I was in a group in a prayer study. And you ever seen one of those spiders come down on a on the, the, the web and in the middle of the group. And this person went, oh, oh, oh. and I go, dude, you're 300 pounds. What you doing in front of that little old spider? Yeah, really? Fear of spiders, not fear of spiders, that it bites you and you'll die. Yeah, yeah. Phobia, fear. But the biggest one's death. And so we're going to tackle death today. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo. And we're going to win, amen? Amen. So, so I'm going to give you some, some, some crazy statistics, and you may not like them, but that's all right. Nobody wants to talk about them, and it's okay. If if you're afraid to die, it'll warp you. You know, uh, people won't get out of their house. They won't be in crowds, don't this and that and the other, and people talk about death as it's the end. That's not biblical thinking. Death is a transition from this life to the next. Uh, It's a departure and an arrival, and there's no pain in it. Woo. So so you know then why we get so upset about it? Yeah, we love those people. We miss those people. I, I have people that I'd love to talk to, but you know what? I will. But you know what? Guess what? If the doctor or somebody tells you you're going to die, guess what you are. One day, if Jesus does not come get me, I'm going to him. Christian. If Jesus has not come get me, I'm going to Him. And that's better than here. But we cling to this life like this is all there is. I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead. Look at this right here. I've done this before. Oh, come out from among them, be ye separate, be ye holy. See this little red dot right here? Can y'all see that? That's your life, that's eternity. It keeps going and going and going it's like the energizer bunny but your life is whew, it's but a vapor it's here and it's gone man it was yesterday I was in high school Lord have mercy that was that was but he's like no it wasn't <laughs> just cause I fought in the Civil War don't mean it wasn't yet it feels like yesterday this is your life and it, the older I get the faster it's passing you haven't noticed that wake up but I remember high school like it was yesterday and driving and learning how to drive and my first bicycle wreck you have all these memories but this think of the memories you're gonna have in about two million years from now come on there's an eternity to gain you're gonna live forever it's either in hell or in heaven I, I chose heaven a long time ago and if you haven't chose, it's time to choose. I'm going to leave that right there, and you just think about that just for a minute. Because your life is short. Eternity belongs to you. Christian, have you not heard the song? We sing. Beulah land, I'm longing for you. Huh? Huh? Yeah, all the songs. He opened heaven's gates. He died, he rose again. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. Come on. That's where we got to live, and what we've got to know, and we need to be comforted, and we'll, we get to that, but comforted by these things. And uh, as as, in a one of my favorite Bible teachers, Keith Moore, said this: How many of y'all believe in live a long, full life? Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. People say, well, you do. you know, the Lord doesn't promise us tomorrow. He's promised us a long life. Yeah. He has promised these things. Do you choose which promise you want? Right. Right. But here's the deal: If I'm going to live a long life. I'm going to a lot of funerals. Yeah. Loved ones, grandma, great-grandma. I mean, I did great-grandma funerals. I sang at great-grandma's funerals, grandma's funerals, grandpa's funerals. uh, uh, You know, you're going to go to a lot of funerals and you celebrate their life. But guess what? They're still alive. I'm spending a minute here just to let you know they're still alive. Hebrews 11 said, or 12, there are a great cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us. You know, and I was thinking this morning, you know which one that we don't want to think about a whole lot? Jesus was on the cross. And a thief, the thief said, Lord, remember me. Last minute prayer. Don't wait till the last minute. He said, Lord, remember me when you enter in your kingdom. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Glory, glory, glory. Don't wait to the last minute because you may not have that opportunity. You want to take the armor. Today's the day of salvation. Amen, amen. So so, so 2 Kings 2, 2, David said this. I, he called his family and he knew he was dying. You ever met anybody that did that? I do. I know a lot of people. I, I, shoot, Charles Caps called all of his friends. Y'all, I'm leaving. Just want to tell you I love you, I care for you. And he called them and told him he was dying. The Lord told him when he was. David did the same thing. He goes, I go away with all the earth. And he tells his sons, Be strong, therefore, and show yourself a man. Come on. You got to get up, be strong, and live life. And I know it's hard, I've been there, but David's still alive. And you know, how do you know nobody nobody's still around from that day? We're all gonna somebody made a crazy statement that they said, Well. You know, what, you people that believe in healing, uh, you're just never supposed to die. Do you know the people that Jesus prayed for it and healed, they died? Yes. You're going to die. It's the way of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's the way it is. Yeah. And yeah, we want to cling to this life like there's no other. But you know what? It's okay to go to the other side. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. 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 Smile at somebody and say, well, he's talking to y'all today. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Joshua said it too. I'm going the way of the earth. Come on, you've got to face this fear, because if you don't, the devil's going to hold you back. You need to come to the place that the worst that they can do to me is kill me. No, that's actually the best thing, because I get to go to to heaven. What you going to do, kill me? How can people say that, that are missionaries? How about the gentleman, if you ever read the book, The Cross and the Switchblade, uh, the gangster pulled out a switchblade and said, I'll cut you... Into a thousand pieces, he said, and those thousand pieces will tell you that Jesus loves you. How can he say that? Because he ain't afraid to die. Can't be afraid to die because heaven's our home. Now, we long to go home, but we, it's not yet. Not yet. Because you're here for a purpose. You're here for a reason. You've got children and grandchildren. You've got friends and neighbors that you need to lead to Jesus. Amen, amen? amen. So, just to make it stick, and you don't like this, how many know there's seven billion people on this planet? Some of them ugly, some of them pretty. That's, just, that's free. But here, on the average, two people die on this planet every second. Oh, Lord, Pastor. That's a part of it. Yeah, right, it is. Yeah. By the time we finish this sermon, almost 6,000 people would have crossed over. That's, that's kind of staggering. It's kind of sobering, isn't it? 156,000 people in one day. 57 million people die in a year. Whew. Whew. Come on, Peace. Peace. It's okay. They need to know Jesus. But first of all, you need to know Jesus. And then you need to conquer death because listen, drugs don't get you to heaven, alcohol don't get you to heaven. Sleeping with every woman or man in the world don't get you to heaven. It's the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ that gets you to heaven. And you believing and receiving that with all your heart. Amen. So, it's, you know, should this trouble us? No. But Christians act like, man, mm-mm, mm-mm. if New Orleans got anything right, is when the Saints go marching in. I want to be in that number, and it's a celebration. But they tend to celebrate everything a little bit too strong. But that's all right. <laughs> Psalms ninety, 12, 90 and twelve, and we we'll get into our points here. The, the, the psalmist said, "Teach me to number my days that that that." Uh, we may apply our hearts into wisdom to know that you're not going to live here much longer when I mean, you need to do everything you can for the kingdom of God Your focus is not about making money or or finding the bright husband or wife or, or or yeah You're supposed to raise your kid. You're supposed to be a good husband, but you're and that's kingdom business That's kingdom business And this, we'll talk about that next Sunday, but but hear me hear me we need to, to number our days and know that we've got to be doing kingdom business. We've got to be doing something for the Lord, and God's called us to. So, so look at your notes. Everybody got notes? If you don't wave at me, they'll gift you one. So, number one, okay, right over there. Anybody over here? Can I have a two or three? No, I'm just, uh, just kidding. We overcome death by remembering. I've taught remember is a, is a covenant word. Jesus said, Remember. When, when you take communion, he said, Remember. Remember, remember what he has done, remember. So we're going to, we're going to bounce through these. Remember, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He said that in the book of Revelation. I'm the resurrection and the life, but we're going to break it down. You know, in 1 Corinthians 15, you know, there's a whole chapter in the Bible, about tongues, a whole chapter about the gifts of the Spirit, whole chapter about, you know, fruits of the Spirit. There are chapters, this whole chapter, 15, is about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and that we're going to be resurrected too. Okay? Okay? So we're going to read a little bit. So bear with me, and we'll try to get through it. some more of a, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you which you also received and which you stand. This is the gospel, the good news. This is the gospel that we've heard and that we stand in. Resurrection. We think about Jesus died for our sins. No, but there's more. There's another foundation. Look what it says. By which you are also saved, if you hold fast to the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. I don't want to believe in vain. I want to hold fast. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins. There's one, glory, according to the Scriptures. Jesus died for my sins. Every wino knows that, but every wino ain't saved. We have to believe and receive that Jesus died for our sins, but look what else. It said, according to the Scripture, verse 4, and that he was buried... And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And that, okay, are, are y'all with me on that? He, Jesus died on the cross, buried, and rose again. Yeah, right. Tomb is empty. Yeah. I, I You know, I, I mentioned Cody this morning. There's a song that came out about a year ago. There ain't, ain't no grave. Ain't no grave gonna hold me down. Ain't no grave. Do you know that most graveyards, the people are buried with their Facing the east, because when Jesus comes back in the east, they're going to bounce up out of that grave. They'll have a new body. What about your loved ones now? They don't have a new body. They're in heaven in spirit. There's a couple of cats up there with a body. That's in Revelation, and we know they were caught up. But that's another story for another time. But listen, they're in heaven now, and they don't have a a renewed body. Well, what kind of body are we going to have? Like Jesus? Somebody said, aren't we going to be angels? Nope, we're going to be like Jesus. Angels are cool. But we're going to be like Jesus. Glory be. We're going to have a body like his. You Get to eat and leave the room, and the food goes with you. He did. He appeared to him. He disappeared. He went through the wall. He ascended up into heaven. When he appeared, where did he come from? I don't know, but we're going to be able to do that. Y'all thought that was Star Trek. They, they, they stole that from Jesus. Come on. Every superhero shit story is about Jesus. They stole it from the Bible. Jesus could fly. Come on. He could bind a strong man. Okay, okay. Well, that's another sermon. We'll do a superhero sermon one of these days, huh? So, the death, burial, and resurrection. So where are we at? In verse 4, and he was buried that he rose again. According to scriptures. verse 5. And that he was seen of Peter. That Cephas was Peter. Okay. Peter saw him. After he was resurrected. And then the 12. All 12 disciples saw him. Read it. Okay. Another lady saw it. Mary Magdalene saw him first. Yeah. But he saw Peter. Then the 12. Keep, keep going what Paul says. And then he was seen by how many? Say it again. 500 at one time he had a church meeting did he didn't he 500 say 500. 500 when the devil comes to try to talk you into being afraid to die these people saw Jesus most of them died for him and didn't deny him do you know if, if 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 me and buddy if I tell buddy a secret, I love you, buddy, but he ain't gonna keep it. <laughs> and I probably won't either. This was no secret. This is something that they lived, they preached, and they believed, and they received, and they died. They knew it so much, they died for it. Peter was crucified upside down. Yep. Don't crucify me straight up. Put me upside down. I, I can't die like Jesus did. He knew Jesus died and rose again. These 500 knew that. I'm just saying you, it's real. I, I, You know, I knew it was real before I read this because I, had, I have his spirit on the inside of me. But that's just hard for me to explain to you. But if you want to get it in your, your, your thick skull, read 1 Corinthians 15. 500 people saw him. And then Paul starts breaking it down and really hammering some people. And we're not going to spend a whole lot of time because we don't have a whole lot of time but you need to, that's your homework is to read 1 Corinthians 15. So, so if you bounce down through there, and that's, that's about what we're going to do. These people saw him, and, and, and they knew that, that he was alive. Let me just finish reading that. He was seen of 500, of whom the greater remain uh, to the present. While Paul wrote this, and some have fallen asleep. What a man have passed away. After that, he was seen of James. James was his brother, and he became the pastor in Jerusalem. He was one of the the top people in the church. And then by all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen by me, born out of time. Uh, Jesus came and taught Paul the Word of God. Paul was a Pharisee's Pharisee. He knew the Word, and Jesus came and sat down with him. You uh, You know, it's good to sit down and study a little bit. Best if you called to be a preacher. Paul sat down for years. Well, I got five minutes. I'll give you, Lord, and then I want to go. Now, if you've been saved for a little while, you need to be going. But here, we got to study too, don't we? So that you sorrow not. My, my, my! This is what we're going after. Let me just bounce to in First Corinthians seventeen through twenty. Paul says, Was he not raised from the dead? This is important. If he's not raised from the dead, we're doing all this for nothing. We're not even having a church. If Jesus is not raised from the dead, we need to be robbing and stealing and getting everything we can and canning everything we get and saving up and living the good life, the party life. Well, Paul said, Nah. And then he, he dealt with people who were religious. Well, how can somebody die why would somebody die and be raised again and then he starts teaching about a seed being planted in the ground how much does one corn one corn planted in the ground produces how many ears and how many kernels Jesus was planted so you could live in 1st Corinthians 15 20 21 says death's not our friend it's an enemy naturally we should naturally want to resist death yeah we want to live as long as we can but it's because we need to let our light shine. We were actually made to live forever. But when the original sin of Adam and Eve came in the garden, did not God say, if you eat of that tree, you will die? They didn't die physically right then. They died spiritually. But eventually, they died physically. And because of that, people, because there was healing in the garden, they could have ate of that tree anytime they wanted to. But they ate the wrong tree. They were tempted and persuaded and pulled away and ate the wrong tree. And and 1 Corinthians 15, 26 26 says death is an enemy. It's the last enemy to be put away. Do you know when Jesus comes and gets us or when we go to heaven and after the thousand-year reign, death will be done away with? Hey, hey, I'm going to be like Jesus. I ain't worried about it. But the people living will. Don't blow your mind. you, there'll be people left alive. Yep. 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 But let me show you something, because some of y'all, some of y'all didn't ask, and some of y'all didn't notice. But see, the red's your life. What's the blue? A Thousand year rain, and then eternity. Okay. Let's go to number two. Well, we're going to stop halfway through that chapter, but he talks about no more vile, no more corruption, that this corruption will put on incorruption. Your body and my body is corrupted, okay, because we live on a cursed earth. This world's cursed. We remember what God told Adam and Eve, curse shall be the ground for your sake. Curse shall be this for your sake. Curse will be that. Guess what? We curse stuff, we live cursed stuff, and we're made from cursed stuff. Just saying. That's plain. We'll, get, we'll dive in a little bit more of that. So number two, remember we have hope. Don't ever forget that you are not here and you're not hopeless. God is a God of hope. Our blessed hope is that Jesus is coming. And we talk about it. They were talking about it in the lobby. You know Jesus is coming. Somebody said it may be 600 years. I said, no. No, they said, no, I want him to be tomorrow. I want him to come in my lifetime. You know, I've known a lot of people that believe for Jesus to come in their lifetime, and he didn't. They still went to heaven. They still crossed over. They still have Jesus. They still have uh, the, the kingdom of God uh, at hand. So, so, so no more about decay. So remember that we have hope. 1 Corinthians 4, 13 said, I would not have you ignorant, brethren. That's why I'm teaching this, because you need to know. We need to know what happens concerning them which have died or asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. The world has no hope. They're hopeless, but we should be full of hope. But your mind adrift, remember the last two Sundays, your mind and your body will drift into hopelessness. But thank God we've got hope. Thank God I know where I'm going. How can you sing at your grandmother's funeral? How can you sing at your grandma's funeral? How can I preach my dad's funeral? Because I know where he's at. I know where I'm going. My wife said, don't do a funeral. Take everybody out to eat and just enjoy it. have a great day. Because we've done enough funerals and been to a bunch of them. And just enjoy and be excited about where I'm at. So, so, would not have you ignorant. Verse 14, for if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, ooh, there's that phrase again. If you believe, do you believe that Jesus died and rose again? Say yes. yes. Even so, them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Well, you've seen that song, riding a white horse, I'm coming back. Jesus is coming on a horse. And his saints are coming with him. So, uh, for this we say to you by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall prevent them which are asleep. We're gonna, they're going to come first. They're going to rise first. Yeah. See how quiet it got? We, I was in a singing group way back there, right after Civil War, and, uh, and we sang, and people, this is the way they responded. Listen. And we sang another song and this is the way they responded and we were singing some pretty good stuff all right you know I'm not bragging but and one guy come up after we we're gonna take a break get some water we'll be right back he come up and said man these people are going to heaven for y'all and I said what do you mean he goes the dead in Christ should rise first this place is dead but we're not dead are we no. then say hey man <clears throat> verse 17 then we which are alive shall remain, <clears throat> shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we be with him forever. And verse 18 is where I really wanted to go. Wherefore, come comfort, comfort one another with these words. They may have gone on, but I'm going to meet them. I'm going to see them again. You, never, you ever heard that those songs that people sang And I walked through uh, the streets? I, all my loved ones were there. And you're going to know them. The Bible says when we get to heaven, we're going to be known as we are known. Hallelujah. I know people that went to heaven, they knew that was David, they knew that was Abraham, they knew people just right off. They went to heaven and came back and told about it. Huh? You're going to recognize people. You need to be just peace about it. It's changing addresses. You know, I used to tell the kids in Louisiana, it's like moving to Arkansas, but way better. Yeah, just kidding. Number three, remember in death we become present with the Lord. Come on. We're going to deal with some stuff here just for a second. <clears> 2 <throat> Corinthians 5, 2 says, For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed with our habitation which is from heaven. Anybody other than me wake up with aches and pains? Huh? Uh, you ever groan? mm <clears throat> Cody and, and, and Caleb asked me one day, what is that? I said, It's almost 60s, what that is. <laughs> I'm allergic to old age. Does anybody know where the is there a scripture that the earth's groaning? Yes. Romans 8 chapter. The whole earth groans and travails for the manifestation of the children of God. I'm groaning and travailing for the manifestation of the children of God too. You know, I, I'm like, what is that? Why am I sore there? Why is that? You ache, pain, because we're just like the earth. We're getting older. Yeah. But thanks be to God, we're going to heaven, we're going to be clean. Yeah, we're going to take lay this, this, this corruption down and put on incorruption. Yeah. Uh, I could get a better amen than that. it probably help somebody. Yeah. Number Verse 6, so we are confident. Are you confident? We are always confident. you always come. Well, get confident. We're confident knowing that while we are at home in this body, we are absent from the Lord. Now, you can sense his spirit. Remember at the end of worship, you can know that the spirit of God dwells on the inside of you. You can know, but you really don't see him. You know, if he was here in person, it would be a long time for you to get to see him because the line would be three years long. But thank God he sent the Holy Spirit and we live by faith and we have the Holy Spirit that we can that will help us how to pray, help us how to do things and teach us things. He's our teacher. Amen. He's our comforter. He's our, he's our guide, he's our advocate, Holy Spirit. He's just like Jesus. But while we're in this body, we can't physically know the Lord. And you know if if you, you sometimes like me, I need somebody to say, "Ooh, good job." Huh? We all do. I always tell the story about the little girl. You know, Daddy prayed with her, and he cut the light out, and she goes, oh, Daddy, Daddy, don't turn the light out. He goes, well, baby, we just prayed. Jesus is with you. Yeah, but I want somebody with some skin on them, Daddy. I need somebody. And you know what? We all need somebody with some skin on them from time to time yes. 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 to encourage us and to comfort us. So be that encourager, amen? So so we're at verse 6. Verse 7 says, for we walk." By faith, not by sight. That's, you'll see, we don't need Jesus in the flesh. We walk by faith and not by sight. Verse 8, we are confident, yes, well pleased, to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. Isn't that good? Now, let me tell the story. Jesus told this story. In Luke 16, he told the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And they both died. Now, Jesus didn't tell stories, you know. If I uh, I can tell you a fish story where I caught one, and the third time I tell it, man, that rascal was like this. Jesus wasn't that way. He's not a man where he lies. God's not a man, and Jesus wouldn't lie either. Jesus said there was a certain, specific, true story. This is a true story. A certain man. When he said there's a certain man, he's talking specifically about these two people that were real, that were alive. It was a rich man and Lazarus, and Lazarus sat at the back gate, and he ate. The, he wrestled the dogs for the scraps, the chicken bones that came off the, off the rich man's plate. But but Lazarus, and it doesn't have anything to do with being rich. Rich, you can get your eyes on riches and off of Jesus and be in trouble. But I know poor people to have their eyes off Jesus and they're in trouble. But this is the way the story goes, so to stay with it. Stay with me. Don't be don't don't be mad at rich people or poor people making that statement people get that's right them rich people going to hell well, you don't know that now so they both died the rich man did go to hell Lazarus went to paradise it was a place right above hell as you can tell in the story so let's talk about this just for a minute as you read the story and that, that's your homework too, Luke 16, 19 through 31. You need to read this story. Lazarus, the the poor man, is in Abraham's bosom or paradise. And he's up up there and he's chilling out with Abraham and everybody else who died in the Old Testament. They went to paradise. They couldn't go to heaven yet. Because Jesus had not yet died. Paid the price and set them free. You with me? But the rich man is down, and he's in torment. And he looks up. He can see through the gulf that the, that the story that Jesus said. There's a gulf between them, a separation of space. And he looks up, and he says, Abraham. How do you know that was Abraham? Because you know, even in hell, you're known as you know, and you remember. And so his soulical man starts working. He has a soul. You know where your soul what sits, resides in your soul? Your memory. Two plus two is four. 4 plus 4 is 27. Okay, two of y'all got that. Y'all ain't paying attention. He said, hey, Abraham, send Lazarus down here and let him dip his finger in the water and touch my tongue for I'm in torment. Wait a minute, Jack. Their bodies were buried in the ground. How does he have a tongue and how does he Lazarus have a finger? Because your spirit, man, looks like your, your, your body. And Abraham said, he can't come down there. Nobody can cross back and forth. And the rich man thought a minute, and he goes, send him back to my brothers, because they live just like I live. They don't fear God, nor man, nor anybody. Send them back. And Abraham replied, he can't go back. They have the word, the law, and the prophets or today, we have the Word of God and preachers. They need to hear them. And guess what? It's not me the preacher. It's you the preacher. And your life you live, you're preaching. So let's talk about this because people get hung up in this in religion. They think people go to hell, and you can pray them out of hell into paradise. But Abraham said, you can't cross back and forth. And then they think people in paradise, maybe you can pray them to heaven. Jesus went down and set captivity captive. He set them free. Paradise is no longer above hell. It went to heaven. The whole place is in heaven with Abraham and everybody who went before. I'm just trying, I'm trying to help you a little bit, okay? Get some understanding. Why, 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 why do you say that? Because this is our scripture. Verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Verse 8, we are confident, yes, well pleased, rather uh, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. If you're absent from this body, you ever been to a funeral and they got a casket and there's a body there? They're not there. Let me just kick over some stuff, you know, and I've done it too. You come to the castle and you start whispering, they're not going to hear you. They're not there. And let's go ahead and get this out of our vocabulary because you don't know what to say to somebody. You don't know what to say to somebody when they've lost a loved one. Don't say, I'm sorry for your loss because they're not lost. They're in heaven. Now, you can give them condolences, and you can say, hey, we're just praying for y'all. We love y'all. But they're not lost. They just changed address. We know exactly where they're at. Exactly. exactly where they're at. I know exactly where my grandmothers are at and where my grandfather, I know where all my kin people, I know that the, those that knew Jesus and those that didn't, I ask. Get what they're going to do, kill you? Ask them if they're saved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Afraid? Don't be afraid. Do you, do you know Jesus? Just ask them. Hey, can I pray with you? Are you sure you know Jesus? Uh, yeah, and they'll go, yeah, I do. Well, come on, make me feel good. Now, now let, me, let me. I'm going to teach you a little bit. I could do about five sermons on this. My grandfather. I went to my grandfather, and I said, listen. I said, I want to know. This is me and you. We're here alone, nobody around. I want to know that you're saved. Are you born again He goes, yeah, I am. I said, well, you know what? For me, I'm going to pray with you, and I want you to pray with me. Because I want to know. I want to have assurance. Because I love my grandfather. It's crazy about you love your grandfather more than your parents sometimes or your grandmother. But I want to know he was born again. And then the day came when he died. Years, two, three, four, five, six years later. I don't remember how many years later. It set on me depression, sorrow. And it happens. Don't get me wrong. And and you know what? You need to have some sorrow. You need to deal with that. You need to have that. And don't feel guilty because of that. But after six months, no. After a year, no. You need to let God start healing you in the process And that first month. Begin declaring some things over your life and that you're going to be strong in the Lord, and that God's got you, and God's your comfort, and God's you. But man, going six months—I was going about four and a half months—and the Holy Spirit said, "What's wrong with you? You know where He's at. You prayed with Him. Why are you still broken about it? He's not here, but you couldn't spend a whole lot of time with Him anyway. It's just the thought of Him not being here. He was in the hospital. He was in a wheelchair." He couldn't communicate very well. He's better off. I know it's a sobering, but hear me. Let people go. You can't can't hold them. And I, 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 you know, a couple of months, yeah, and you got to deal with this. I know Denise is dealing with it, and we prayed for her before the service. And I said, you know what he'd say? Oh, come on, Denise. Can't you hear Greg saying that? I was hoping Lexi would be here because I could go exactly what he did on Lexi. Come on, Lexi, you gotta get up, get up. You know, that's Greg, and Greg's still Greg. His personality still here. His personality still real. In heaven, we think we're going in heaven. We're going to be. God gave you a personality because He has a personality, and He gave you a unique personality because He loves you, and He likes your personality. Now some of that uh, meanness and maybe some of that anger you need to get rid of, but (laughs) and we pray for you at the end of service. And but you need you need God gave you a personality, God gave you. But but don't we get stoic at a funeral? Relax, smile, love on people, tell them we know where he's at. Testify. Because what I'm getting at is we get, we get religious or yeah, yeah. afraid of death. You know, Won't touch, don't touch the body, whatever. Whole, they're not there. Okay. And he's going to get a new body. So, so so I want you to know this, and gonna, let me go ahead and say this too. When you die, when you're absent from the body, where are you at? And if you're not in the presence of the Lord, where are you at? Yeah, so another sermon for another time, but I just want you to think about this. There are no ghosts. Okay? There are no ghosts, and I don't care what you've seen manifest or whatever, that's not Uncle Fred or Aunt Susie Q. That's that's the, that's the enemy. There are no ghosts, and if God sends back somebody, there's a time or two in the Bible, they gave a word from the Lord. They didn't bring fear. Mm-hmm. And if an angel appears to you, it's going to be fear not? Not, <laughs> get over all that. Did they, you see it on TV. I bounce through the time. Who is watching that stuff? And watching the, you know, if it, if, I, I know doors open. I know that, that. That's familiar spirits. Another sermon for another time. You don't think the devil's real? Don't do that. So the, the rich man and Lazarus died, but they weren't dead. That's Some of the biggest torment in hell is the shoulda, coulda, woulda done. You know, you're going to have a little bit of that in heaven. Jesus said he's going to wipe away our tears. We shoulda, coulda, woulda, wished we'd have done. But our tears will be wiped away. We'll be, you know, washed and clean. So number four, we have victory over death. Glory be to God. Victory. We have victory over death. If I die, I win. This whole life is a battle. If you haven't recognized that yet, you need to get you get your helmet on, your breastplate of righteousness, your sword of the spirit. You need to put your armor on, and it's not a physical battle; it's a spiritual battle. Dealing with things. Uh, so let's let's read, and then we'll be we're almost through. But let's dig into this now. Y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. ready. 1 Corinthians 15, 50. She's going to put it on the board for us. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. This is corrupt. This mind is corrupt. You have to control your mind and control your body. Your body's supposed to be your slave. Remember, we started this. And your mind's supposed to be your servant. You're supposed to be able to recall two plus two is four, and four plus four is not one twenty-six, but eight. It's your servant, but you don't let it drift off chasing lust, strong desires for drugs, alcohol, sex, whatever's in the world calling your name, money. You control it because we're kingdom God-focused, amen. So, brethren, we're not—we uh, m- flesh and blood is not going to get you to heaven. The only flesh and blood was the perfect flesh and blood, and that was Jesus'. Let's look at the next verse, 51. Then behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Woo, Jesus comes back. Boom, we're out of here. And verse 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, one-eighth of a second, blink. That's how fast you're going to be changed. You're not going to say, well, I wonder if that's Jesus coming. You're not going to have time to say that. You're going to go boom and you're going to be changed yes. in one eighth of a second. You know, my kids, we drive down the road, they've been in children's church and they've learned about Jesus coming. And they look at those clouds, Daddy, you think Jesus is coming? I said, Well, one day he is, but we're not going to have time to talk about it when he comes. We're going to be changed in a moment. The trumpet shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, be raised incorruptible, and then we'll be changed. Jesus is coming and people are getting out of the ground. The ocean's going to give up its dead. I don't care if the sharks ate them. I don't care if they were cremated. I don't care whatever. They're coming back. They're going to have a new body. We're going to have a new body. Thank you, Jesus. I got a crick in my neck this morning. I need a new body. I want this corruption to put on incorruption. And look at the next verse, verse 53. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Come on. This body's not going to live forever, but my spirit's going to live forever. And when I get that new body, I'm going to live forever. Say it with me. I'm going to live forever. Next verse, verse 54. So when the corruptible shall put on the incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. When somebody passes from this life to the next, death swallowed up. They got the victory. They're in heaven. They're in heaven. They're just in the process and waiting to get a new body and all that. And I'm going to give you another crazy thing: a thousand days, a thousand days on the earth, is like one day with the Lord. Have you ever thought about that? When you get to heaven, people will say, "You here already?" 1976. My great great grandmother died 99 years old. I know she went to heaven. And she's going to say, you here already when I die and go to heaven and when I make it? This was quick. There's no time. If God created time, he's he's above time, beyond time. (laughs) Glory, victory, victory. Look at verse 55. This is the saying, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Before Jesus, people were spooked and did not want to die. And I don't want to die. I want to live for Jesus, amen, Amen. it's not in you, if you're wanting to die, there's something wrong, because that's not from God, God is not the, God does not want to have, he's life, he's not death, and if you're serving God, you're going to want to live, and you want to produce life, you want to be light, Amen. amen, amen, so, so where's your sting grave, where's your victory, and here it comes, verse 56, The sting of death is sin, but the strength of the law, our sin is the law. The law came to show us that we are all sinners. Guess what? We all need a Savior. Guess what? We found him, didn't we? Look at the next verse. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read it together. But thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yay now it's not over one last verse 58 therefore my beloved brethren be you steadfast stay the course unmovable Now let anybody don't let nobody talk you out of this don't let anybody talk you out of the resurrection of Jesus and that you're going to heaven. well you were not baptized right you the p- pastor didn't flop his ear when he led you into prayer come on right it's heart. With your heart, you believe, yeah, not what he said. With your heart, because I know people that believe with their heart, even when everybody else around them didn't. So, so, so here we are, my beloved brethren, that used to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's our call, everybody. For as much as you know, the labor, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And I'm going to stop it right there. Your labor is not in vain. Everything you say about Jesus to somebody is not in vain. Amen, amen, amen. And you know what? This will help you witness. This will help you not be afraid. What are they going to do? you going to kill me? I'm going to heaven. What if you get die in a car wreck? I'm going to heaven. And people that preach all this junk, well, if you're in sin and you're in a movie theater and it's all ready, you're going to hell if Jesus comes back. Come on. It's not about that. It's about your heart. Yeah, you ought not be in there, but you know what? It's about your heart. All of us give over to our flesh. Doesn't mean you have to get saved again trying to help you. Quit beating yourself up. You're not worthy enough, but Jesus' sacrifice was worthy enough. He conquered death, hell, and the grave, and sin. He conquered your sin, and he conquered your sin forever. Guess what? If you got saved when you was 8 or 9, 10, 12, or a while back, you know what? He still loves you, and he will take you back. Isn't that... That's how good our God is. But God, Jesus came to save you, not to leave you in your trouble, but to take you out of it. That's how good God is. He wants you to be an overcomer. He sees your hand. He sees your heart. He knows who you are, and he loves you. And he loved you in the midst of all your mess. still loved you. Let's pray this together. Father, Today, I come fresh and new to give you my heart like I've done before. Today, I need a new start. Wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from unrighteousness that I might put on your incorruption or your, right, your righteousness, which is right standing. I know I'm talking too fast. Say, I put on the righteousness of God today. Thank you for accepting me, for washing me, in Jesus' name. Now look at me right quick.